Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Welcome to you. Greetings to you. This is Brad Zockel, and in our subject on questions about heaven, we're now going to embark on what I consider one of the most exciting times that we've had since we've started this ministry with you in our podcasting, and that's the verse-by-verse walkthrough in Revelation. The 66th book of the Bible, this prophetic book, is a wonderful 22 chapters of instruction on what will happen to the believer in heaven and beyond. What will happen to those who reject Christ? What will happen when we finally open the curtain and find out who Jesus fully is? It's the revealing revelation of Jesus Christ. And so it's been asked of me a number of times, would you at least try to give us an idea of what this book is about? Some people are scared of it. Some Christians are intimidated by it. Many don't want to start on it. Is this symbolic over here? Is this literal over here? Uh, What are we supposed to do? Is there numerology here? What are with these names and what are these angels doing over here? All kinds of questions. Well, let's just do this. The first thing I'd like you to do is to take out your note paper and notes and write these things down. Rewind and replay this uh, as many times as you need to and just pay attention very carefully to this. I do not claim to have all ends on this, but I do commit to telling you I will go to the best sources I can in studying on this and give you cross-references when possible. Let's go through it. Let's just get a great grip on this wonderful book. It's called Revelation, the revealing of someone. The Greek word is apocalypsis. That's the title for this book. And apocalypsis simply means the unveiling. I tell my students this. It's kind of like this. You walk into the house after school, or you're coming back, and you're heading home for the holidays, and uh, you've come across the United States from your college or maybe the secondary school. You're coming home, and there's a gorgeous smell coming from the kitchen. You walk in there, and you say, Mother, what is that aroma that is wafting from the confines of this great baking establishment? And she gets tickled because you're messing around. And she says, well, why don't you go over to the oven, open up the oven and see what it is. And that's what you do. You open up the oven door and you see what's inside. Well, that's apocalypsis. Open up the door, see what's inside. You go to Broadway and you're going to see a play, a magnificent play. And you're waiting, you're waiting. And then the curtain finally opens and you watch this production. Well, that's apocalypsis. Open the curtain and see what's behind the curtain. See what's actually going on. You go out to the beach, and you are walking along, and you stub your toe over something, something projecting from the sand, and then you go back, and you claw at that sand, you find a treasure chest. And a people with you say, well, wonder what's inside, and you say, well, why don't we open it up and see what's inside? When you do that, that's apocalypsis, opening up the treasure chest, seeing what's inside. That's what this is. We have seen Jesus as a teacher. We have seen him as the Savior, the crucified one, the risen one, the Lamb. We see him as the shepherd, the miracle worker. And now we're going to see him in his full, full description here. It's amazing. It takes all these things and says, oh, there's so much more. So let's take a look at it. 
It's Revelation. Let's go and let's start reading this first chapter and going through it, and then we will be able to uh, take the verses one by one and explain them and go into them, and let's just see if we can't understand this book as best we can and then learn these things and use them, okay? I'm going to Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave him to show his servants, which must soon take place, he made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, whatever he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep what is written in it, because the time is near. John, to the seven churches in Asia, grace and peace to you from the one who is, who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has set us free from our sins by his blood, and made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all of the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, the one who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and partaker in the affliction, kingdom, and endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard a loud voice behind me like a trumpet saying, Write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Then I turned to see whose voice it was that spoke to me, and when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was the one like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe and with a golden sash wrapped around his chest. The hair of his head was white as wool, white as snow, and his eyes like a fiery flame. His feet were like fine bronze, as it is fired in a furnace, and his voice like the sound of cascading waters. He had seven stars in his right hand, a double, sharp, double-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was shining like the sun at full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. He laid his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last and the living one. I was dead, but look, I'm alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Therefore, write what you have seen, what is and what will take place after this. The mystery of the seven stars you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Now that's the reading of Revelation chapter 1. Let's now start going through this, and I'm going to go back to verse 1. The revealing, the revelation of who? Of John? No. Some older translations, older Bibles would say, the revelation of St. John the Divine. That's not correct. This is not revealing anything about John. John is writing this. 
Some early church leaders would call him John the Seer because he got to see into the future. But this doesn't reveal anything about John. This reveals Jesus Christ. And that's what it says, the very first phrase here. The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave him to show his servants, which must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John. See, we're seeing this. Jesus is making known the end times that are being brought this way because of Jesus. Jesus is showing us what heaven is like and why it's so holy because it's occupied by Jesus. Jesus is showing the battles on earth which will be won by Jesus. Jesus is showing the glory and the magnificence of the future because it's made that way because of the wounds and the resurrection of Jesus. This is what this book is about. If somebody says, oh, Revelation, it's about nuclear endings, or it's about uh, how we're all going to be different, or it's going to be about the great judgments. No, no, the, it's, what it's about is Jesus Christ. Those other things are the result of what Jesus has done, both when he went to the cross and when he was resurrected, and now in his full force in victory. The revelation of Jesus Christ. God gave him to show his servants which must soon take place, and he's chosen the servant John on this. And so now, let's kind of dig into this verse 1 and then look at this as well uh, on this. When you see this, the word apocalypsis, as I said, is revealing Jesus Christ. It's all about him. He is the main source of all of this. When we look at this, you're also going to see that he is so powerful one will be brought to imitate and fight him. That's the Antichrist. And anti has two meanings. It means against, but it also means instead. So there is a fight against Christ, but there's also an attempt to substitute another Christ in here, in the great confusion and deception on the earth. Now, somebody will say, where is the rapture in the book of Revelation? And I'll tell you uh, something that many people don't know. It's not in here. The rapture is found, the taking away, the harpazo, that is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And then Jesus intimates about it. He talks about it. He is uh, leading us to look for it in John chapter 14. Revelation is really the result, the following after the rapture, and what will happen to those on earth. This is an important uh, thing to remember, that the rapture is not there. Now, why is this being given? To show his servants, all right? See, there are books within the Douay Reims Bible, the Catholic Bible, and they're called the Apocrypha. That means the hidden books. And there's one thing that's established right on out here with Revelation, it's not hidden. It is revealed to show his servants. You see, that's what I love about the scripture and I love about Christianity. There are no Gnostic type of cultic hidden meanings that uh, we can never know. These things are revealed to us that we might understand. Now, there are so many things in the mystery of God that we, ought, we continue to learn, but in no time are we told, well, this one particular group over here in part of the world gets the inner knowledge, and you don't. No, it's open for everybody. And anybody that would tell you different is not correct. They are not true uh, when they're talking about, oh, there's a hidden knowledge, there's something secret here. All right? Now, 
it tells us this here. This is very, very important. In here it says, these things must shortly take place. And I, I can't emphasize enough the importance of knowing this uh, Greek word. Now, in here, it tells us this. This must shortly take place. And there is a phrase in there, en tekai, en tekai. And en tekai, tachometer, is the word that is used for the RPM uh, on your dashboard, the revolutions per minute, the speed of the engine itself, not the speed of the car down the highway, but the speed of the inner workings, entakai. And that word entakai is talking about the suddenness of it, okay? What must sh- shortly take place. Entakai, some past, uh, some uh, translations will not really translate this accurately. It's saying this, once it starts, it's not going to stop. Entakai denotes speed. That's what it's saying. If you take it to say, well, it should happen... it's going to happen within a few years after I finish writing this, and John finished this in 92 AD, then we have something confusing here. It's saying this, once the heavenly alarm clock rings, there's no stopping what's going on. It's just like trying to go and grab a couple concrete blocks after the Hoover Dam starts shattering. Once that inertia starts going, you can't stop it. Now it says here, he makes this known by sending the angel to his servant John. We're going to read a lot about angels in here, Angels, that word angel literally means messenger, and they come and they're doing judging, they're doing announcing, they are uh, hosts to John, tour guides if you want to, they're doing measuring in here, they're all over the place. And so this uh, passage, this book of Revelation, will also tell you a lot about angels, and we'll learn about those as John is going along and learning about these things. But he is told, you're to write these things down about Jesus, okay? And so he's laying these things out. They're shortly going to take place. They must happen very, very quickly. And they once they get going, you can't stop. And now, when we say this now in Entekai, shortly, this is coming. Everything moves fast. Now let's keep going. Now, when it is here, this is sent by an angel. And when the angel is giving these things, the uh, John is writing these down. And I want you also to remember this. John will write, and we will kind of go, huh? I'm not really sure that I got that full description, and I want you to bear in mind now. John is writing, and this book is finished in 92 AD. In 92 AD, what is the technology then? See, I tell people this when I teach a class. I mean, let's take Benjamin Franklin out of 1776. Let's put him in Times Square. He has a half an hour. He's going to write everything he can on a scroll with his quill, and you know he's going to write slower. He only has so much paper. He's going to describe. Now, how would Benjamin Franklin of the 1776 era, and he's dropped into our year now, how would he describe in in the knowledge that he has neon lights or um, a a Greyhound bus, an aluminum-sided Greyhound bus, or a drone or a cell phone? Or somebody's wearing a nylon track suit with running shoes. Someone else uh, has a boombox or there's a helicopter going overhead or there's a vapor trail from a jet. How would you have Benjamin Franklin try to answer those things and describe them? Well, that's what we have here when John's describing these things. 
okay, I see I'm out of time for this and we barely got started. There's so much to do it. Uh, go through this. But if you're grasping these things, you'll get a better idea of this book and we'll be able to break it down. And we will take our time and I'd rather be thorough than quick. So we're going to go through this. Revelation, we're still in chapter one. Thank you so much for listening so far. And uh, let's get into the next verses in our next podcast. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.